AP Fuel, welcome to Tabby Hour. Thanks for having us. Let's you guys do some introductions and we'll dive into it. All right. I'm Ima. Uh, I'm the director here at AP Fuel. I've been shooting video for a long time, photo as well. And uh, that's pretty much what I do. Uh, I'm Heath. Um, I've been doing this for a little over a year now, but I uh, went to school for criminal justice. I'm obviously not doing that anymore. Um, and then this guy kind of dragged me into production, uh, coming off of a career of doing sales and a lot of business operations and client management. Um, so that's kind of where I find myself Thanks. at AP Fuel. So let's kind of dive into, before we dive into kind of how we met and how we got, you know, have gotten to know each other, um, kind of take it back to how did, how did this start? How did you guys decide this is what we want to do? How did the I mean, just the ability to do what you guys do. Where did that come from? So Heath and I have known each other since we were like, I don't know, 10, something like that. Like sixth grade, we went to Catholic school together. Nice. So, you know, mutual suffering uh, <laughs> brings together a uh, strong bond. So now we've known each other for forever. And uh, like after high school, we kind of drifted apart a little bit, but then we reconnected like right before COVID kind of happened. and just started talking about like, Oh, cool. It'd be awesome to do some stuff. He ended up buying a drone and a camera. He was a little bit in Austin and I was like, Hey, come, let's come like put this together or work together during COVID. We were decided on like joining the company and making it all happen and, uh, kind of snowballed so from you there. Were, you already had a media production company. Yes. Yeah. So I started, uh, back in the day, uh, I've always had a camera. I've had a camera since I was like three. So, uh, first camera, yeah, what was it? It was a Kodak. Uh, actually I have a picture of it. Is it, Put it VHS? On the screen. Uh, <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, so I, it was a Kodak, uh, 35 millimeter. It's like, it's a kid's camera. So it's like one lens is tiny on there on the front and you hold it with both hands. It's got just one button nice. and a flash. And my son has it now and he plays with it and stuff, which is pretty cool. Oh, um, passing the torch. Yeah, exactly. Little, the little torch, but I, I have most of my cameras. It, so I digress. Well, we've, I've had cameras forever. I was in the military. I always had my camera with me. Uh, I took it everywhere we went and I really got into like shooting, uh, all the places that we were going and lifestyle stuff. Uh, and then two years before leaving the military, I was like, okay, this is where I want to do. Uh, people say that I'm pretty good at it. I maybe should try to do this, uh, outside. So I started taking leave while I was still on active duty and going to do gigs and working PA jobs, working camera assistant jobs, depending on where I was. How, how socially acceptable is um, being the camera guy in the army? Uh, it was Air Force. Excuse uh, so me. a little bit, it, it was it was pretty cool because like. Uh, I think so just around guys in general, it's like you, being the, but now you've made it art out of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have some really cool pictures and stuff. Like it was, it was cool. cool. Cause we like the stuff that we were doing, like we were, we were Air Force on an army base. So we got to do a lot of the stuff that Air Force guys usually don't get to, mm -hmm. to do. Um, and I just always had the camera with me and I was a RSO. We were like out on night, uh, night training stuff. So I have some really badass pictures of like, you know, tracer rounds and stuff like that through nice. the air. Um, and all my buddies have really cool profile pictures and I have really, shitty iPhone <laughs> ones, so, uh, so yeah, so we, that was, that was it kind of snowballed from there. I was like, yeah, I don't want to work for anybody. I want to do this myself. I want to get paid for what I like doing. And, uh, started from there and has stopped since. So that I, I do want to dive into kind of the entrepreneur side, but it always starts in this kind of industry. It starts with kind of the creative journey, like yeah. the creative journey of like, do I like doing this? And then after you figure out and identify that you like doing it, are you good at it? 
And then once you kind of identify that like, okay, I'm good at it. And you start to get that validation from other people that like, Hey, I'm really good at this. Hey, I really like your stuff. This is really cool. That's when kind of the confidence starts to build to say, I'm going to go build a company out of this. Yeah. For me, it really was when people started like asking after seeing just shot pictures that I was doing. Cause I always had my camera with me They're like, wow, do you do so-and-so events? Do you do photos? Do you, can yeah. I pay you to do this? Basically what it translated to. And I started getting more and more that I was like, hell, if you want to give me money, sure. I'll, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's really what started like the validation of like, okay, people are willing to give me money without me. What was the first, what it. was the first gig that you got paid for? Uh, it was before I was in the military. So I, also backtracking, I did do a lot of this before I went into the military too. So I, I was on production jobs and stuff like that. I gotcha. did a lot of PA gigs. I actually worked with National Geographic on doomsday preppers before I was in the military. So you were legit kind of before you even went into business for it. Now you were doing, pretty, doing some pretty big stuff. I was the small guy on big sets a right. lot. So okay. I, I just- Getting like, an education. Yeah, basically. So I, I was a PA a lot. So and that, that I liked a lot. I do it. I like doing it a lot because as a PA, especially if you're like, and it's for anyone wanting to be in a production, start and get as many PA gigs <laughs> early on as you can because you meet every position on set as oh, a PA. I was a PA. Yeah. For a local news station okay. in college. Yeah. I, was, I told Brad that the other day. KFSM. Okay. If you ever need to look it up. Nice. But no, it's you're right. You learn so much on set. Yeah. I mean, I did the, that was my after school job where yeah. I do that from five to 11 and would be on site, do the five o'clock news, six o'clock news, 10 o'clock news. And then started doing some production stuff too. So you just, you're a sponge. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're talking to everybody, people, especially like, I mean, some, some PA jobs suck and there's no doubt about it. Oh, this was not a great job. Yeah. It's awful. This was not, but you know, making the best of it, whatever. I Um, made $9. There you go. Yeah. A day. Getting water for people sometimes and whatnot. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's where it started. So I guess fast forward to you guys decide you're going to go into business together. You'd been, you'd known each other for years. How did that kind of, how did AP fuel come about? What's the story there? So I moved to Austin. I've been doing sales since I got out of school. Um, I moved to Austin because I needed a change of pace. I was originally living in Charlotte and I wanted to find a place that was, you know, I knew nobody and I just wanted to take off into something that, you know, would make me successful in a really cool city. So I moved to moved to Austin right before COVID. I took a sales job for a digital forensics company, and I was there for maybe four months before COVID hit. And I, I tried to stay as long as I could. I tried to find myself in a creative position because what I was doing was I was networking with lawyers and trying to set up educational seminars for our company to come teach lawyers and uh, their assistants, paralegals, and um, teach them like, you know, what digital forensics is and like, you know, how we are the best at digital forensics and what makes, you know, a um, professional testimony versus like somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. And so when that fell apart because we couldn't go see anybody anymore, I tried to move into more of a marketing position. So I would try to, that's where I learned Canva which is the best website ever. And uh, so I moved to Canva. I was trying to make promotional stuff. I really sucked at it. And eventually they had to lay me off because I just, I, this is a perseverance story. I was yeah. trying to learn as fast as I could so that I could stay I love this. Um, when you're, If you're watching or listening to this, 
the soundtrack to this is a 1980s montage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just trying to this is a Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear the triumph. So <laughs> eventually, I got laid off. Um, I was put this on. This is very un- depressing un- right now, but it's yeah. turn around. <laughs> I was put on unemployment, um, which at the time was you know enough to suffice us. Um, and so I was just looking for something to do, and I ended up buying a, a Mavic Air 2, which I had just released. My buddy Travis had told me about it and got me psyched up, and I had never shot video, never done photography, and I just went out and got it. Um, a best use of my unemployment funds, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's an investment so, in the future. Yeah, I picked it up, and you know, like I started flying around. I started learning a little bit. Um, I immediately got Adobe. Uh, creative cloud just because i knew that's that's the best way to make videos just making some small stuff i posted on reddit and i got a small gig to do something for um this guy that finds apartment complexes for people moving from out of state and so that was the first time i ever got paid for a gig um like which three he, days after getting a drone basically yeah yeah and it was all how did you play that off i just like, yeah, I, was, I was telling him like, "Hey, say this," or like, "That's hilarious." Yeah. Well, the guy was like, "This is awesome." Like, I would love for for some drone shots so you, of the apartments. And he asked for like prior work. What'd you tell him? No, like, I mean, he just saw my prior work. I had posted it on <laughs> on Reddit, and he's like, "I want something ago. exactly like this." Nice. So I was like, "Okay," like, "I'll sure." And I think it was maybe a five hundred dollar gig or something like that. But I worked on it for over three weeks. <laughs> Every day, we'd, we'd, I went out and shot multiple times. Like I learned $5. everything. Like I would go out there, and the shot would be really bad, and I would just make my way back out there the next day. And so eventually, um, what connected us—it's a long montage, by the way. This is yeah, yeah. What connected us was I just needed some help, and I knew that he was working on this kind of stuff. I posted an Instagram story, and I was like, "Oh shit, I like to do drone stuff." Yeah, and it's you know, I, you ended up kind of uh, mentoring me through that process, and eventually talked me into moving back to Greenville, um, starting a business together. And then we started AP fuel. Yeah. We were at another agency before, but didn't work out with them. And we we're like, yeah, let's just do our thing on our own. And, uh, here we are. And so then, what was the first big project you guys did together that it's like, Oh, this, this is going to work. So, uh, Palmetto state armory. Yeah. Palmetto state armory. Uh, <laughs> they, it's a tiny logo over here. Anyways, uh, they we did all their production stuff uh, for the big sawmill event that they had this year, which is like their replacement for Shot Show, which didn't happen. Nice. So there's a ton of vendors and stuff, and we were running uh, production for them. That was, we opened out like our LLC opened in December, and in February we were doing the the show with them, and uh, that was like a big. We hired two other people on board and, and stuff like that. And that was like our big like, okay, yeah, we can do this. This is three months in, we're already able to to finagle this like a huge company recognizes our potential even though we're brand new and they gave us a shot and yeah it's been it's pretty cool from there so uh, all that be said like we all we obviously had prior my prior investment in gear and all that so we were we did have a leg up as a company what mm-hmm. we did was just rebadged and and new new leadership basic sort of thing and uh yeah worked out so what's some of the biggest lessons you guys have learned in the industry Biggest mistakes, maybe? Biggest mistakes? Get contracts. Get contracts. And make, you know, be very uh, direct with how things are going to be. Because when we first started off, we would be, um, everything would be kind of vague. They would kind of vaguely tell us about what they were looking for. And we would vaguely give them an answer for that direction. And then when the final product come out, you know, sometimes it wouldn't align. Mm -hmm. And we would find ourselves at at a kind of a qualm and like, you know, 
saying like, well, you kind of said this, but you just, everything needs to be frank. Yeah. Pre-production is your best friend. Yeah. Pre-production makes so why, and breaks projects. Why is that? There's just a skepticism. Why would they no, not be more people, transparent than that? Not, it's not necessarily they don't know transparency. What they want. Yeah, it's oh, a lot you're of trying to figure out what they want and they don't know what they want. Yeah. A lot of people are like, hey, we want the... It's not anyone's fault in particular. I mean, no one does it on purpose. Just a lot of people don't know what goes into production, what goes into, I mean, setting up this podcast, we saw like the prepping of lights and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we were, we, what's called just seeing the the stuff that goes into production. A lot of people don't recognize it. So they don't know what, how much time it takes. And when you give them a price, I'm like, okay, quote me for a 30 second video. It's like, okay, well, what is the 30 second video? Is it a sequence of like high intensity graphics or are we going and shooting or do we need to like what is that 30 seconds just because the final length of something is very short doesn't mean that the production to make that time mm-hmm. uh is is not valid or whatever so so one of the first things i noticed i mean we're we share an office building mm-hmm. that's how we met um and literally walking by the office one day it's like hey what do you guys do and that's kind of the entrepreneurial space that these co-working spaces create but you know one of the first things you said to me was, we're a really big production company that looks really small. Because you guys have a, the janitor's closet up yeah, in the yeah. corner. We have a 100-square-foot office. But once, you start, like, once we started to kind of talk to you guys and get to know you guys, it's like, oh, they've got reds. They've got cinema drones. They've got, I mean, you guys have some, like, and then you know how to utilize it. And so, you know, we start to look at your portfolio. And it's like, wow, you guys have really created some really cool stuff. Thank you. Um, what, so, coolest project you've done to date? They probably have separate ones. Yeah. What's I want to know about the, the Tiger Woods golf one. Oh, that's, <laughs> is that, that's way down the list. Uh, it's cool. I mean, oh, wow. I my, that was, I that that was, it was in the Bahamas. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad gig. It's, it's not a bad gig. I mean, it was suffering. cool. It was definitely one of the cool ones. Cause we were, it was, it was a 1200 square foot resort or not square foot. 1200 square <laughs> uh, tiny. mile like reserve area. Uh, off in the Bahamas, one of the 700 islands of the Bahamas. And like, it's near, it's in, on a Luther Island and it's this huge resort that hasn't been opened yet. And we got to go be literally the first people. So it makes it badass to me. Yeah. That's cool. So it was kind of Jurassic Parkish because we were like, it was just the two of us or whatever. You and uh, Tiger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Me and Tiger. <laughs> uh, it was just us there and, uh, like literally had the entire place for ourselves. We, we had the empty restaurant and like, I felt like a giant crabs were about to come out of like the mangroves <laughs> and attack so us or whatever. You didn't get to meet Tiger. No, no, unfortunately not. Um, that was a cool one. I think I liked the, when I went to Cabo and I got to hang out with, uh, Jack Nicholas or Phil. Yeah. Jack, Jack Nicholas. Thank you. Uh, anyways. Yeah. That was, uh, that very, was cool much, that's very much a lifestyle shoot. Yes. I mean, the, like, I don't even know that brand, but I know the feel of that brand based on the And that was one of the first things we noticed as we started thinking about like, okay, we like, how can we work together? Okay. One, you know, we're just, you're cool guys that we just wanted to kind of get to know and hang out with, but also like, how can we utilize your skill set to integrate into Tabby? And we're about to shoot a commercial. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, we're so, going to, we're going to so shoot, a, a, we're going to shoot a, a LA quality commercial as a startup yeah it's gonna be awesome. it's kind of like one of those things like look look bigger than you are yeah right? absolutely yeah. right so and that's kind of what y'all specialty is yeah so we like to make our clients look bigger than they are while we make ourselves look smaller than we actually are I love that's it. kind of our, that's kind of we the, yeah. the yin yang with our clients budget conscious yeah and we just like you know like clients clients especially startups or whatever like uh we're working with companies are trying to grow or get investment capital 
they want to see that you're not just wasting money. So like a, a lot of production companies like, yeah, we'll quote you $160,000 for this style shoot. And it's like, you don't need to spend that much for it. You can get, and that's what we but like they to provide. Willing to pay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cause they're to like, Oh, how image. much venture capital money are you trying to get? Oh, well we want 10% of that for your marketing right. budget. And then you end up getting, so what we bring to the area is that super high scale quality, like capabilities, uh, here in Greenville or so I, I think that that's, are our tier. that's super dope because you guys could charge way more than what you charge, but you know, the, the real value is in the long-term yeah. partnership yeah. and relationship. Absolutely. And when you guys, when we had that first meeting, I thought that was pretty, pretty, pretty cool that you guys weren't looking to just, you know, make a dollar. It's like, Hey, look, we're going to help you grow. We're going to be part of the, the story knowing that you could charge more. It's like, well, I, pre- I think I, that's yeah. pretty cool. I, I appreciate the journey and the kind of the bootstrap that goes along with it. And it's it's the same position we're in. Like we're in a startup, we're starting a business. You guys are willing to have the really good equipment, do really good work at the lowest price, ultimately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, that long term is going to pay dividends because eventually you're going to be able to create a product for big companies and say, no, this is the value add that we bring because yeah. we have this so, catalog of work. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at too, is like we're positioned, like we just got done with a shooting a commercial for Lenovo last week yeah. in Raleigh. So we we do work with, we having this big equipment, having all the stuff that we do have, we are in a really cool position where we supplement the two, lar- the two largest production companies here in Greenville, which is Cargo and uh, EP and Co. Uh, they oftentimes call us and use the equipment we have to be able to pull off the shoots that they do. So that's where that investment comes in is like we actually have bigger guns than a lot of the big armies around here. Yeah. So, um, which is a cool thing and that, that puts us in a nice spot. Kind of going back on, you know, trying to build relationships with, with clients. Mm -hmm. We try, we're trying to find ourselves in a, in a place where we're building with our clients. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're growing with them rather than, um, you know, ultimately trying to find a company that is established and, you know, we can't help that much outside of, you know, being a helping hand for video production and stuff like that. We would like to be one of the big pawns that makes a company successful in terms of quality of content and marketing and things like that. Yeah. Idea stuff. You know, we can really make a dent with you guys. You know, this is the, the promotion of your, your service or, you know, your product. Like this would be the first thing that people see. This is their first impression of Tabby. We could make a commercial for Apple, but they all have, everybody has an impression of Apple already, yeah. you know? So like we wouldn't, we can't make those kinds of dents that, that we would yeah, like to Yeah, you get a make. first time, you only get one time to make a first impression. Yeah. And yeah. so if the first impression that your users have or your clients or whoever is low quality, that's gonna, they're gonna associate your brand yeah. with low quality. Exactly. Yeah. And so you guys do the opposite, which is you give high quality at a fair price. And it's enabled you, I'm sure that's probably helped with some of the growth you've had because yeah. now it's worth it with our companies yeah, yeah. so like right, i mean cool. our contacts are like full disclosure when you guys make more money we make more money sure but if we're it's going to be at a ratio that the company can afford we're not going to try to milk it for all it's got right off the bat anything like that we're trying to have a symbiotic relationship with clients well, that's, that's that's fair that's the scrappiness 100%. that i appreciate it is it's like hey man we'll do this really cool project just to start out very yeah. inexpensively in the idea that our companies are going to grow to scale together. Yes. Right. Like if that, that's one of those, you, you reach back and, and pull the other up. Yeah. Whoever's making yeah. it, you know, in, in first, but who's the dream client for Greenville? 
for Greenville BMW. Yeah. yeah. BMW would be great. Yeah. That would be cool. You guys um, have the drone for it. You, yeah. you, I, there's not, I've never, seen, know a, when I've that never seen a drone like that. <laughs> what did you say, sir? I said, I need to know when that shoot is. Yeah. That would be uh, soon. Soon. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that drone, the, for everyone wondering, it's the Inspire 2 with the X7 camera. Uh, it's pretty great. We've been, we've been playing around with it the last couple of days and it's like, Definitely another one of those investments. They're downplaying it. It's incredible. <laughs> it's Life-changing. It's one of those investments in gear that's like, okay, well, you have this now. Like, you have the hammer. How big of a nail can you hit with this one? So the bigger the hammer, the bigger the nail. And uh, that's kind of our business model, too, is like, okay, we have money coming in. We can make an investment for a big piece of gear. That's how we got the red, how we got all our lenses. Yeah, you're putting money back in the business. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which Full now allows you to do bigger projects. Exactly. Makes perfect exactly. sense. Yeah. yeah. So what was the first thing you shot on the red? Oh man, I got the red back in 2019 and we went to Grand Cayman on family vacation. And that's the camera that I decided to bring as the home video camera. That's a good call. Yeah, $50,000 home video camera that's like not good to have near sand and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it, let's bring it. So it's really cool though. I have a really badass uh, video. Like, because it's lifestyle. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be shooting the, like this. I'm gonna be pay, getting paid to go to Cabo and Bahamas, Barbados with this camera. It's going to be it expensive. Is lifestyle. Kind of, yeah, it is lifestyle. Let me shoot my own lifestyle first with it. And that was the first game. That's a flex, but it's a, <laughs> that's a flex. You know, it. You've done a good job of social media too. I mean, I, I think this probably goes back a little more in history for you, but you can tell that you've had a camera in your, in your hand for most of your life. Like your content, uh, your photography, I, that's the first thing we saw yeah. was we looked at his Instagram. I was like, oh, this guy's a photographer. Like he has an eye for cinematography video video photography i don't know what I'm, yeah I'm, I'm not even i'm trying to learn from you guys like framing you guys the vernacular. Like, oh, here's how you do it it's, yeah. oh you guys are shooting a podcast let me let me fix everything real quick and instantly it's better it's like oh okay yeah uh i mean that was yeah like you said i just had it for forever and i think it's one of those things where uh it the more i did it the more i was like okay i'll i, I did go to school but i that was a retro uh, to me being in, in the career already. Like I, why did you go back to school? What was the purpose? I got paid to go to school by the oh. Air Force, and I felt bad if I didn't take that opportunity, knowing that a lot of people go into like crippling debt, and I would feel like I'd be spitting in the face of all of them if I didn't get an education. It's very thoughtful. It's yeah. impressive. <laughs> it's very thoughtful. Uh, so I, I went to Full Sail. I'm a graduate from Full Sail, um, and but that was just my. That didn't mean anything. I was already owning. I was companies and stuff like that before then um but education wise i started just like learning camera settings and stuff like that and what make what makes a good photo what makes a good video uh, so from I, an early age i've been down this rabbit hole lately 90 percent of starting a business they don't teach you in school yeah absolutely like not. you figure that stuff out on your own yeah there is no like google search or youtube video or magic pill that's like hey this is how you start a business this is the checklist yeah it's hundreds of mistakes. Here's what you've learned along the way. And so that's why sitting down with guys like you, it's like, okay, you, yeah, you went to school and you, you, you got this, you checked that box. You, you bought the equipment, you checked that box, but then you actually learned how to use the equipment. Then you actually learned how to shoot the shot, yes. get the audio, get the video, get the edit right. Every, I mean, the full production, people don't understand what goes in to a production from start to finish. Yeah. 
of something. And from the video production portion, because it it's very delineated between the two. So uh, the difference between just like, oh, on a photo shoot versus a video shoot, uh, being a PA, going back to that, invaluable. Like that, I learned so much more being actually on sets and seeing, like asking countless questions to the producers that PAs normally don't talk to. I was like, hey, tell me everything about what you do. I want to know exactly what your job is. And then when I started a production company, I was like, okay, what did they do? Huge. And let me just scale that down and wear a bunch of hats. And Heath and I do that really well now. We both know how it works on set. Like what everyone has their jobs. Like there's a hierarchy, but it's not like I'm better. It's everyone has a critical piece that of the puzzle. Um, and as long as everyone knows their place, then the production is smooth. Uh, so just knowing that more than just like, okay, what they teach you at school, like, I don't know. I'm not saying that I wouldn't go to school, but you can spend a lot more money or a lot less money and further your career a lot more than going to school for this industry. I think it comes down to the desire to learn. Yeah. Every time I'm around you, I'm like, Hey man, what would you do here? Yeah. How do you know? I'm, I'm not trying to go yeah. into business. Yeah. I have no desire. I also love teaching. Business. I love, right. Yeah. I love when people ask me cause it reminds me, uh, it is a refresher for me. It's like, Oh, do I know this or if not, let's find out together on what, what to do. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of what, like what made Heath and I start up together was like, he was asking me questions about the drone. And he, then he got, I was like, Hey, you should get a camera to like get land stuff yeah. too. So I pushed him into getting that. And I'm like, okay, now you should do this. And like, he would go out and do it in Austin. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Like we would work together yeah. in teaching. He would ask me questions and I just love, yeah. I love when people are excited about stuff too. So whenever you, you start asking me stuff, like we just feed off that energy and get super yeah. hyped. Off of it. <laughs> that's just, that's been the same thing for even talking about Tabby with you guys. Um, that creative process. So what was the first, what was the first thing you guys thought when you, when you heard about Tabby? Well, the concept was great. That was our first, like that makes sense. The problem is there, you guys are the, the solution. Um, but I, that was the first impression, but after learning about how that works, how you guys actually apply that, how it works with their API, you know, the entire kind of like inner workings. That's when I was like, Oh yeah, that's Dude. awesome. That this is why it's like, it seems like such a, simple thing to figure out but there's so much like so much convoluted stuff in between that needs to be figured out and i think that's where the genius is yeah when you told me oh yeah our app lets you leave a restaurant or place faster than waiting i'm like i want to buy stock right now because that <laughs> going out to eat my it's least, a pain point. yeah i eat really fast and then i hate sitting there waiting for people to eat so if i can just like all right leave immediately without having to interact with anybody. I was like, yeah, that signed me up. So that was the thing that got me. And then we, again, started talking about all the other stuff, integration, uh, all those sorts of things that I'm like, yeah, we can make some, I, we don't work on projects that we don't believe in. Like it's really hard for us to get creative, yeah. get motivated and stuff that we just like, we've done it before because we had to pay bills. We'll say yes to some gigs. We're like, we, this is stupid. And yeah. we say that behind closed doors, but uh, we have like this kind of stuff is like these projects that like really push our creativity working with cool guys like you that let us like, Hey, let us take the reins on some of this stuff. And it's like, yeah, we'll embrace that. Uh, it makes us feel a lot better uh, doing that too, or work a lot better. I should say. I mean, that definitely we, goes back to the small business thing though. It's like, we want to grow with the company. So like if you, because you know, you're able to hand off things, we can actually play a good part with how people, how tabby, impresses people so yeah yeah I, I think you know everybody's had that pain point where they're sitting at a table and your family's done eating and they've already refilled your drinks and your drinks are empty again and now you're waiting on your check and they've got that server has done the right thing they've gotten you your food 
They've gotten you your drinks. They've done refills. They've done follow-ups. They've now got new tables and they're taking orders and doing those things. But now they have to go back and handle a payment was the first. That's like the, the root of us saying we have to fix this problem. This yeah. is it's just insanity. But then the social piece is what came later. And I think as as the three of us talked and then later the four of us talked this the way that you guys took the vision for what we had as a social piece and actually turned it into a script that we're actually going to shoot with actors and have this like lifestyle feel fun. Just the promo you guys created. It's like, I want to go out now. <laughs> I want to go hang out. I want to meet people and hopefully it saves me time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what we like doing is being able to, I mean, we did, a bunch of stuff. We started working together before we had anything even like formal. We became buddies and we all were like, yeah, we're vibing really well with these guys. Let's do so, something. And then so it, that's important, right? You yeah. gotta have, there's a chemistry. You said something earlier about not doing projects you don't believe in. Mm -hmm. And it's hard as a creative to do something because you have to, uh, it's hard to think in that environment. So you guys, I think have aligned yourself well with brands or companies that you're also at least excited about or excited about where they, the potential that that brand has. So yeah. I, I wanted to ask a question about the entrepreneurship mindset and going into business for yourself, as opposed to being, you know, you guys were working at a company together prior to launching your own. So the leap, yeah, the leap to leave where you were, leave the nest, so to speak, and go do your own thing. Talk me through that process. Cause that's, that's a big step. It's huge. Anytime you, you leave what is the known road for the less known road, or the less the road less traveled. Yeah. It, it's a big jump. So kind of walk me through the process of you guys starting AP Fuel and saying, you know what, we can do this. Well, not every day is rainbows. That's for sure. Like entrepreneurial stuff, like committing to it. They don't you can't let one bad client, one bad experience sour the whole thing. And it's really easy, especially starting out when shit's expensive, like you have to pay bills and like I mean, that's why when I left the Air Force, I, I did like a two year transitionary period where I was making enough money to supplement my main income, but not everyone has that opportunity. Um, but, you know, starting somewhere, starting build a portfolio prior, there's a lot of preparation you can do before you make that leap. Uh, you know, pack your parachute. You're not going to jump out of the airplane. Just don't quit your day job without a plane. No, exactly. But that's not to say don't even start when you still have a day job. Don't right. let you know, slowly, every, everything starts and, and builds off of it. You're not going to make everything great. Your first, your first five, 10 videos are going to suck. Your first photo shoot's going to suck, but you don't get your tier 50th photo shoot without doing that first couple ones. So just knowing that you have to commit to that. And then, you know, some days are just awful. Some days you're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for what I need to do to how to live or whatever. And then other days you're like, man, I just made $80,000 contract, stuff like that, like that very validating. And then, for me, the most invaluable part of owning your own business is that I'm I'm big family. Like I'm big on family. I love hanging out with my kids. Some days I don't feel like going to the office. I don't go to the office. I don't have to tell anybody that I'm not going to the office. I don't have to answer to anybody. So uh, one guy. <laughs> I, I gotta know at least something. <laughs> well, I don't have to ask permission. Is what I'm but saying. you're yeah. accountable to the work, and you've earned that position. Exactly. You know, I, yeah. I look back at working a sixty-hour-a-week full-time job, mm -hmm. and then you and I meeting after hours. And then me working realistically sometimes until three in the morning because I would get into a creative workflow and just go down the rabbit hole yeah. and work. Yeah. And, and then you wake up at 7 a.m. And, and you do the same do thing. It, yeah. and, and you do that for months. Mm -hmm. There is no, I'm going to start my own business 
I'm going to just stop my day job and go do this thing because I think I know how to do it. It's there is a transition that sometimes takes mm-hmm. for us. It took six months. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even that's and like short a, compared to. Like it is sometimes. a grind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's tiring for sure. So I'm fascinated, fascinated with the concept of time, right? Because everyone has the same amount of time every day. Mm-hmm. But yet some people are able to start a business in their spare time. while other people don't have time to, to do even the mundane tasks. Right? Yeah. They, they just I don't have time. It's crazy. You know, you guys built this company and you made some great points about having a plan. Don't jump without a parachute. I I think for anyone listening to that who's wanting to start a side hustle and make that side hustle an actual job, I think there's the preparation piece that over oftentimes doesn't get talked about. It's the glamorized piece of I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It's going to be, you know, gumballs and lollipops every day and every day is great. But you have to be able to stomach the highs and the lows, right? Yeah. So you guys have gone through that. You've been in business for two years, three years. Come on a year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's round up two years. But, you know, just even the those 12 to 24 months of being in business from the ideation to where you guys are now, you've had some high highs and some very low lows. And there's been some times I'm sure where you were like, I may have to, I may have to find another, you know, something that's offset this. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, just like, do I, did I did the right thing? Should I have left later? Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm pretty like pragmatic it. about stuff too. Like I, it, some days we're just like, yeah, it sucks. Other days we're like, this is great. I, we love our jobs. Like we, we'd like to do it. We've um, talked about that, but it's like, sometimes, you know, your wives are like, what do you guys do I'm, all day? Yeah. Our like, worst oh. day is better than like the best day at a corporate job. Yes. For, for, for sure. Us. You know, yeah. like so uh, that's the tipping point. Yeah. 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 It has to be right. That, that says it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there's nobody else to pick up the slack if we don't succeed or we don't do yeah, on whatever us. that we were supposed to do, then it's just going to it's going to be a disaster. So like having that on you is a stress, but also like one of the best you're in control motivators yeah. you could ever have. Yeah, exactly. Because you get to you get to claim success and you get to claim defeat 100 yeah. percent. And going back to what you asked earlier about, like, how do you prep for that? That get good at what you what you're doing first. Like don't expect, uh, like what I was saying earlier, don't expect your first stuff to be great. Work, work jobs for free. Like do a couple, I, I used, I liked automotive photography a lot. Got me into lifestyle stuff. When I was in Austin, I worked a couple of gigs, uh, for, I, I walked into some car dealerships like Maserati, whatever. I was like, Hey, can I shoot some cars for you guys for free? I just want to practice my photo skills. You guys get to use the pictures. This is completely like, and they're like, yeah, absolutely. You'd be surprised how many people say yes to free work and not. <laughs> uh, so yeah. like doing yeah. something like that, building up a portfolio. And then that way you have something to show somebody that's like, Hey, I see you're doing this. Do you also do this? And he's like, yeah, here's my portfolio of work that I've done that you didn't get paid for, but you did the actual work and you got good at your craft. So get good at your craft as best you can uh, during your time when you can't do it and study. See, like, he was dropping people. bombs. Yeah. That was good. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, and you don't have to make all the mistakes that everybody made. You can people have made tons of mistakes that you can learn from without having to <laughs> do them yourself. So yeah. that's another big lesson. You can learn. It's crazy how much you can learn on YouTube. Yeah. Oh. And Google. I have just a dog Google it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's crazy how many people don't understand. Like if you have a problem, just Google it. I have a doctorate from YouTube University. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mainly honestly, like this kind of says some bad stuff about my school but most of our lessons were our professors like watch this youtube video love it and it's like 
well, we're paying for you to teach us this. Like, nope, here's the video with some know, other guy. Who do you, man? You know, I don't, that doesn't bother me because there's so much great, like, yeah, the ability to it share It does bother me. We need to just get to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I don't need this guy to tell me what link to go to. Well, yeah. like, just post a playlist. I'll pay for that. I'll pay $10 for you to give me a subscription of playlists. <laughs> I've, I've learned more from guys like Gary V and Gary Tan Yeah, on YouTube. It's like, Gary's are very influential. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's just the mindset too. I think the entrepreneurial mindset, you guys nailed it. Um, it. A lot of people like it, they romanticize it, but it's like you have to have a passion, you have to have a craft that you feel is worth presenting to the world. Yeah. And focus on that. Don't focus on you know, the, the naysayers. Um, focus on actually doing what you love. That's kind of the old saying, right? You yeah. do what you love, you feel like you never work a day in your life. Dude, and then not only, one of the, one of the other things too is like, a lot of people are really good at a craft. So like the really good photographers, but they're not good at the business side. So don't be afraid to find a partner. You guys are partners. We're partners. Partnerships help a lot. Like having somebody that can pick up the stuff you don't like doing. Heath answers all of our emails and it's both of us writing them, but I'm just standing behind oh, him at the computer. Great emails, by and writing, yeah. Great emails. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so I hate doing that. I have my dyslexia runs wild when it comes to words and letters and stuff. So it I is, don't like it. That's, but uh, that's having, probably, I mean, it's 50% of the business, Yeah, but it's 50% of true success. Yes. It's having the right partner yes. and the right person with you. Mm-hmm. Like he is my left brain. It's right? another marriage. Like, yeah. I'm married yeah. to two people. <laughs> yeah. And, and you have to, just like you guys, as you guys yeah. are friends, I'm sure you guys have arguments Oh yeah. and, and you have to like, yeah. You know, there's a lot of ego battles in between that. We've had a fair share of arguments yeah. that and we're both very hard headed and it takes a lot for us, for one of us to back down. But we've, it, that's been one of the most growing things is like figuring people out and knowing that like, not everybody has malicious intent. Yeah. Not, not everybody's out to like go screw you. Yeah. You know, like this guy just wants to help me grow. I just want to see him grow. And just because we have a disagreement doesn't mean we can't find a middle ground. Yeah, exactly. It not only it not only focuses that personal growth of like individually challenging each other to grow daily, but also creatively. There's times that I will hit an absolute creative wall and I just can't get around it and I can't figure out. And then I'm like, I'll be frustrated talking to him about it. And he's like, we should just do this. And like, Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. We should just for do that. sure. Absolutely. That's, that's about every Everybody's 15 versa. minutes in our office. Yeah. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Having well, that second that, perspective right? is amazing. Yeah. No, that's, I think just to piggyback, that is, I think what makes a great partnership is there's the, the yin to the yang, but it's also like, I'm stuck on this thing. Talk to your partner about it, get a good creative workflow going. And then from there, it's like the two of you guys can create something probably even better than what you would have created individually. Absolutely. Because it's a challenging of, you know, I was thinking this, okay, but now you brought up a good idea. Yeah. Let's think through that some more. And how does that work? And just talking through it. So even exposure stuff too. Yeah. Of like, you know, what's the, what's not only what's the best solution, but what do we avoid? Yeah. We avoid, how do we, Hey man, we shouldn't do that. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like that doesn't sound very good. You know, checks and balances. Let's let's try it this way. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think we're almost out of time, but appreciate you guys coming in and thanks again for having anybody us. Yeah, needs, thank you. Anybody in Greenville, I'm going to tell everybody that if they need any production help, it's like, shout want, out to AP Fuel. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You guys want consulting on creative stuff, like ideation, stuff like that. Let us know. We're here for it. I love it. And then we'll make the stuff too. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you guys.